0: This is The Faithful Expositor, a podcast from the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Jonathan Sims of Shepperville Mills Baptist
1: Church. Welcome again to another edition of The Faithful Expositor. I am your host, Joe Carpenter, and today, again, I get to be here in the studio with Brother Jonathan Sims. Brother, how are you today? Doing good. Uh,
0: just back fresh off of uh, helping celebrate Brother Jeff Knoblet's 40th anniversary as the senior pastor of Grace Life Church of Muscle Shoals and my wife and I, Kayla, went down there and I preached his 40th anniversary and it was a great, Hmm. great honor, a great time to be there and also afforded me and Kayla. A little bit of time to get away and just be together. So it's, we're coming off of a good weekend.
1: That's good. Did y'all get to get yeah. down there a little bit early and then just enjoy some downtime at all?
0: We did. We got down there Friday night and got to go out and eat w- with my dad. Mm. I take every opportunity I can when I'm in the Shoals area to spend some time with my dad. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Brother David Young and Brother Jeff came up Saturday morning and we turkey hunted. Uh, and then Uh, Around lunch to a little bit early afternoon, we fished, and I think we caught 21 bass. I cleaned them, filleted them, and Mm. uh, froze them, and we're going to have a fish fry at my house Mm -hmm. soon. So, um, you know, I just enjoy all things outdoors, and Mm -hmm. it was good to get to spend some time with those brothers before we had the worship service on Sunday. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, I thought it would be a really good time time for us then to be able to talk a little bit about what the bible says about honoring the man of god yeah and uh you just came off of that you've had a wonderful opportunity to do that uh, i believe you've taught and modeled that for shelbyville mills very well for 20 plus years now as well but so is brother jeff yes. um, he's our friend and he's also had a wonderful influence on shelbyville mills baptist church not the least of which is his friendship you know with you And uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. Now, let's just kind of start with – so Jeff has been serving in one church for 40 years. Is
0: that correct? That's correct. Mm. Uh, He started when he was in college. He was converted and started as youth director there and then moved directly from youth director to senior pastor. Mm. Um, And I think he came in on like a 70% affirmative vote. So, um, you know, he came in with – Built in controversy, yeah. right up front, but he remained faithful and steadfast for forty years, and in many ways, I think one of the most glowing models um, in Southern Baptist life and mm-hmm. things around Southern Baptist life for pastors to look to as an example of steadfastness and faithfulness yeah. of what it means to be a you know a long term tenured pastor of a local church. Absolutely.
1: And as such, the man of God is worthy of honor. Right. And that's that's biblical. That's what the Bible says about that. Right. Man. Let's talk about that just a little bit. When we talk about honoring the man of God, uh, what are some biblical uh, principles, passages of Scripture that you typically lean to when you're thinking on that?
0: Well, you know, one of the things that's probably a weakness for me coming in and doing these podcasts is typically it's the day after, you know, (laughs) it's the day after you've preached and you've given and I'm spent, and, you know, I've not brought any notes over here with me. But just off the top of my head, you know, Paul admonishes Timothy that a pastor is worthy of double honor, Mm. and that speaks of, you know, payment. Amen. that he is to be honored doubly, mm-hmm. and the Bible talks about uh, sharing with those who have imparted to you the word mm-hmm. of God, and that's speaking of financially. Yeah, um, and there's just a general when you read the New Testament, particularly the pastoral epistles, about holding them in high esteem, mm-hmm. and honoring those whom the lord has placed over you in the lord to be your shepherd and your pastor and you know just too i would say that there's just a heart motive of Mm -hmm. respect and honor Mm -hmm. and so many churches don't get that yeah they hold their pastors in contempt they put a question mark Mm -hmm. over his head they treat him with suspicion and i know that time will bring a lot of those down and Mm -hmm. Hopefully, in time, a pastor will have the respect and the admiration that the Scripture prescribes that he should have. But early on, in those early days, it seems like that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But it's refreshing to be around a church like Grace Life yeah. Church of Muscle Shows or Shelbyville Mills, where mm-hmm. those churches go overboard to make sure that their pastors are loved and respected and treated with dignity and honor. Mm-hmm and uh it's it's a joyful thing to be a part of that yes it is and it's
1: rare it is rare i'll never forget when i first met you just as friends who lived about 25 miles away from each other i would come and have lunch with you often and that's those were financially hard times for us and i remember coming and thinking oh man i hope i can afford it this week Mm -hmm. and i remember one of the things that you said to me early on that stuck with me is you said now brother joe i've got this uh, our church has designated X amount of dollars every year for me to be able to do just this. And I thought to myself, this is a church that not only loves and respects their own pastor, but they want their pastor to minister to other pastors. And I thought, now that's that's a little bit of some of the tangible ways in which
0: uh, we honor the man of God. Yes, it's a loving thing that Shelbyville Mills did way back yonder, mm-hmm. is to set aside some funds. And they said to me, now, brother, when you're out to eat with a pastor, we don't want him to pay. We mm. want you to pay. We want, And you let him know that we love him, mm. we love his wife, be an encouragement to him. Mm. That's such a blessing to me. Amen. It's such a blessing to me to be able to do that. It, it's such a, a fun thing and, and mm-hmm. such a, 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 a glad thing on my heart to be able, whenever I'm out, and sometimes even in a group, Mm -hmm. to just say, hey, put it on one check, Shelbyville Mills has got this. And I think that honors Christ. And I think it's one of the reasons Jesus supernaturally blesses Shelbyville Mills. The more we give, the more God gives us. Mm -hmm. The Lord has proven that to us. Mm. The more generous we are, the more generous Christ is with us. I have seen it again and again and again. And as we're benevolent and giving and loving toward pastors, that especially invokes God's blessing. Mm -hmm. And we've seen it. Uh, You can look at the books of our church and see it walked out, Mm -hmm. how God honors that. Yep. Why do you think it is, before we kind of get into
1: some of the very tangible ways that you can honor your own pastor, why do you think it is that when we start talking about honoring the man of God, and specifically when it comes to money,
0: why do we recoil at that? There's a lot of reasons, but one of the chief reasons is that preachers don't preach on it. Hmm. They And I understand it's very uncomfortable. It's intimidating. But these passages in the Bible that talk about honoring the pastor are as much the Word of God as Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and Mm. was buried and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Mm. These are inspired passages of Scripture. And I would just say, Pastor, if you don't preach them, they're not going to be preached. And just because they, quote, seemingly benefit you or place you in the light for a while doesn't mean that that's wrong. It has to be preached. And so I think our people haven't been taught that falls squarely on the shoulders of the senior pastor. You have to endure the hardness and the uncomfortableness and the weird feelings, (laughs) and sometimes the suspicion and the ire of people for preaching it. Mm. But your church will never advance in its understanding of love and generosity unless you plow up that hard ground, and it is very difficult to do it. So the first thing I'd say is pastors don't do it, and the second thing There's just a lot of ungodly mindsets among our people that have never been challenged, that have never been called into question. There's just this unwritten rule that it's unspiritual for a preacher to talk about money. Mm. He should just come into the church and never question what he's going to be paid and Mm. never have any questions about money because that's somehow unspiritual. Brother, it's just – it's completely wrong. And I'll tell you another thing. We're going to get to one on membership, a podcast on membership soon, but – We've taken a bunch of unconverted people into our churches and put them in positions of leadership, yeah. and they don't have a spiritual bone in their body. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to taking care of the pastor, they you know, are the ones holding the purse strings of the church and their skin flints and mm-hmm. tight wads and <laughs> penny pinchers, and they think that glorifies God, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's a stranglehold on the church. Mm-hmm. And you look at those churches, they struggle to get by, they live from week to week, mm. uh, they just barely get by, and it's because they got stingy people in yes. places of leadership. If there are people that are loving and giving and full of the Spirit and have a generous spirit then God's going to bless that church. And if there's a stingy spirit, they're always going to struggle. And you've been in meeting after meeting after meeting with me privately Mm -hmm. and now publicly like when we go into elders and deacons meetings and membership meetings. What's the one thing I always say? Be what? (laughs) Generous. Be generous. Mm -hmm. Always. No matter what the scenario is, Mm -hmm. I always challenge our people to be generous. And they even proved this you know, yes. this past week with Brother Jeff's 40th anniversary. That's right.
1: So let's talk about that a little bit. I know that before you went down, by the way, what an honor it was to be able to go and to preach that. It was that great service. Great honor, and to honor him as a friend and as the man of God. But I know that before you went there for that specific uh, event, you had done some work prior to in order to prepare and to bless the man of God. Talk about some of the very tangible ways then that you not only led us as a church to bless him, but helped
0: influence uh, the grace life of the Shoals. Well, you know, it's the fruit of longevity, and I thank God for that. Only the Lord's allowed that to be. Hmm. But Jeff and I have been close best friends for 30 of the 40 years that he's been there. I've preached at his church so many times that, you know, regularly, uh, preach at the True Church Conference every year. I've preached a number of fall outreaches and men's conferences and youth camps through the years. And it really is like home mm-hmm. for me and Kayla away from here. And uh, so the first thing was the Lord just laid it upon my heart that we needed to bless him. Mm-hmm. He has so sown into my life and so sown into the life of Shelbyville Mills Baptist Church that I – that I feel like we have a debt of gratitude to him. Yeah, we do. I don't think I'd be the pastor I am today, and I don't think Shelbyville Mills would be the church we are today without the friendship and the direct influence of Brother Jeff Noblet in my life and in our ministry. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was appropriate for us to bless him, and I went to our leadership, and I shared that with him, and I didn't give him a specific mm-hmm. amount. And I just said, y'all pray about it. And uh I went back to them later at their request, uh, met with them, and they were just uh, like, yes and amen. Mm-hmm. And they said, "We want to give Brother Jeff a minimum of ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars." And we had that in our faith commitment budget, and it could have been done there mm-hmm. without a church vote, but I wanted to take it to the church. Mm-hmm. I wanted the I wanted the affirmation of the entire body mm-hmm. and so I took it to the church in a formal, you know, business session, and they voted unanimously Mm -hmm. to bless Brother Jeff. And I was able to publicly state that Sunday in the introduction to my message Mm -hmm. and bless him and Miss Pam. Mm -hmm. And you you mark it down, and you remember I said it. Mm -hmm. God has and he will supernaturally bless Shelbyville Mills because of that generous gift. Amen. We've seen it time and time and time again. Brother, you know as well as I do, we're living right now in a season of unbelievable surplus and excess. Mm -hmm having just come through terrible times. A pandemic. Our, uh, our church is flourishing <laughs> yeah. financially. It's unbelievable how God has blessed us. And it I believe one hundred percent comes because we don't have that stingy, penny pinching spirit. Amen. We have a giving, generous heart and the Lord always honors that. Yeah, he does. The second prong to this was and I can share this now, but the elders of Grace Life Church called me and asked me months ago if I would come down and meet with them in an elders meeting, they wanted to hear from a senior pastor, a long-tenured senior pastor, a friend of Brother Jeff, mm-hmm. what would be appropriate you know, ways and means to honor their pastor. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about their safety in a multitude of counselors, yeah. and I think that's what they were doing. And I prayed, you know, you know, I did. I yeah. prayed for weeks before I went down there, and I had some specific things on my heart. I think one of the meetings got canceled because of that ice storm or something mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. when we were able to reconvene and have that meeting, I just went in there, and I'm giving you the cliff notes, and I just challenged them that look, forty years, <laughs> this is unheard of. Yeah. This brother has been a faithful shepherd of this church for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And I just challenged him to give him some significant time off mm-hmm. uh, to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, he already uh, has a July break schedule, and I challenged them to obviously let him have that. Mm-hmm. And I challenged them, in addition to that July break, to give him six months off. No preaching, no Pastoral Training Institute, mm-hmm. no funerals, no meetings, don't come to church, mm-hmm. we, we don't want to see you here, <laughs> we want you and Miss Pam to rest, mm-hmm. get recharged, because here's the thing, brother, I told Jeff yesterday over supper, this is like Christian in Pilgrim's Progress, before he goes through so much strife on the way to Celestial City, he Turns it in aside to Pilgrim's Rest. Yep. And I told Brother Jeff, this is your Pilgrim's Rest. Mm-hmm. This is your rest before the last quarter of your ministry. Mm. And I believe that mm. that this is a good, much deserved break uh, before he enters the last, you know, dispensation of his ministry. And they agreed with that. And I said, when he comes back off of his break, y'all need to give him a couple of months every year until he you know, can't go any further, Mm -hmm. to write down and systematize all these things he's taught all of us Mm -hmm. through the years. We don't have this stuff down on paper. Mm -hmm. And he needs to be able to get these strategies and principles that he teaches down Mm -hmm. in forms that we can pass on to pastors long after he and I, long after we're gone. And they unanimously agreed to that. Mm -hmm. And they honored him and Miss Pam by giving them a large bonus which mm. is well-deserved and also they're paying for them to take a, a cruise to the greek isles that they've dreamed of for years mm. and some of the s- small group ladies classes just kind of did an impromptu uh, take-up offering and blessed miss pam with a special offering and then Shelbyville mills gave brother jeff what we gave him um you know the bible says to esteem them very highly in yeah. love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Mm. Part of the peace that comes to the congregation comes through properly, rightly, and justly esteeming mm. the man of God. Mm. And I'll just tell you, i would never seen something that I would classify as too generous. Yeah. I just believe God honors it when we super abundantly bless the man of God. Mm-hmm. I've lived it. I've experienced it. I'm living it right now. Grace Life has. And I pray that maybe in some way I'm an agent to some church or some pastor out there to begin to teach these things to their church and yeah. walk them out in front of them. and and experience what we're experiencing here, of of seeing how God supernaturally blesses generosity. Mm -hmm. And he does do that. He does. Like you said,
1: we've seen it here, and I believe Grace Life Church of the Shoals is seeing it as well. Yep. But also a lot of our Anchored in Truth uh, partner churches. Yes. You know,
0: they're all sitting on the shoulders of his teaching. Can I say one thing about that? Mm -hmm. In my message yesterday – and I intentionally, I w- wasn't being braggadocious, but I'm trying to be light and salt. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be an influence. I'm on the Anchored in Truth board. And, the, you know, I shared with them that in addition to this gift that we're giving to Brother Jeff, I want you to know and I want all the partners of Anchored in Truth to know that Shelbyville Mills has committed over $96,000 this year to Anchored in Truth missions. Mm-hmm. And we dedicated 15000 to the Pastoral Training Institute. And I want to just say there's a lot of guys listening mm-hmm. out there today that are, you know, in the Anchored in Truth family that mm-hmm. come to the True Church Conference that benefit f- like we have from mm-hmm. the mission's strategies and the missionaries, and, you know, our entire mission strategy in our church is built upon the back of Steve McAllister and Jeff Noblett mm-hmm. and that church, knowing these guys, vetting these guys opening up church plants for us to partner with pastors to go to churches uh... missionary sent all over the world and mm-hmm. we're able to just come alongside and and adopt these guys yeah. and make that our mission strategy and there's a lot of guys that are listening that have done that and i thank god for that but i want to just say to you, brothers it's time for you all to get on board mm-hmm. it's time for you to dig deep and begin to sacrificially give mm-hmm to Anchored in Truth to help us, I mean, there, there are multiplicity of doors that we could walk through that we can't because, you know, we're somewhat limited. Mm-hmm. And I just want to challenge any brother listening that this is the time. Yeah. Don't think of some golden age out there that'll come one day when maybe we'll get more serious about giving. Mm-hmm. If you believe in what we're doing, mm-hmm. if, it, if it lines up with the Word of God, if this is the New Testament model mm-hmm. of the way churches ought to partner together around truth, mm-hmm. to plant churches and send pastors and send missionaries around the world, then let's show it yeah. by sacrificial, abundant giving. giving. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've done. You know, Anchored in Truth is our mission's arm mm-hmm. of our church. Yeah. So we're, we're really stepping up here. And I made that public announcement. And I said to Grace Life, we want you to know your sister church to the north is with you. Yeah. And we're with you 100% lock arms. Amen. And there's some brothers out there that I hope this is a challenge to, to really, really begin to challenge your people mm-hmm. to be a more active and engaged part of Anchored in Truth missions.
1: That's right. It's one thing as a church plant when you, you're you benefiting from it, and you should. There, there's definitely a time for that. But uh, this is something Elmer Towns used to teach us at, uh, at in, uh, Liberty University, too, that even a church plant, one of the very first things they need to have as a budgeted line item is missions. Absolutely. And this is a, we're not talking about a missions agency that you can't trust. You don't know what this pastor's going to preach or where they stand doctrinally or what
0: their concept of a church is. I mean, we trust these brothers. Absolutely, brother. And from top to bottom, we all agree it's thoroughly biblical. Amen. It's completely New Testament. It's the greatest day of my life, brother, that I give money to Anchored in Truth, agreeing with every person we support, mm-hmm. doctrinally, mm-hmm. practically, methodologically, mm-hmm. we line up. I'm not having to squint and hold my nose and say, well, I don't really like this, this, and this, but at least a penny out of a dollar is going to something I agree with. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of that. Yeah. I'm, I, I want a hundred pennies mm-hmm. out of every dollar to go to something I wholeheartedly agree with, and that's what Anchored in Truth is. And that's one and, thing that Jeff taught. That's what he's done. Strategic world missions. Forty years. Yeah. And he's, he's in many ways, brother, he's blazed the course for myself and everyone listening today um, in a time where no one was with him, mm-hmm. against the stream, against the flow, when there were no models to look to. Yeah. Brother Jeff was steadfast and faithful and, in many ways, has pioneered the path that we're all on today and what it means to be a biblically healthy church, and he needs to be honored for that. He does. And by the way, I am going to have him in one day on the podcast here. Just want to interview him. Yeah. And I'm going to sit down with him and just kind of do what we're doing here. Hmm. That's soon to come. I hope to do that within the next weeks.
1: What a wonderful opportunity to yeah. pick the brain of a man who's been serving for 40 years. <laughs> I'll tell
0: you, brother, I, I obviously we're best friends, and that's no hidden secret or anything. and. We're here today, we love our brother, and we're honoring him, but I've just never understood um, why uh, there has not been more, um, I don't know what the word would be, but why people don't look his direction more. Yeah. And its it seems like here's a guy out here that's done it and faithfully done it for years, but very few people want to talk to him. He's yeah. not ever interviewed by any of the uh, agencies, right. not, not, not st- church growth people, don't ever come talk to him. Uh, yeah, and uh, brother, I, I think that there's lip service to what it means to be biblical. Yeah, and if you're too biblical, oh, uh, that's mm-hmm. a no fly zone. I can't go there. I might get in trouble. Yeah, but he, this guy's been out there f- faithfully plowing for forty years, and it's churches like us and a few others scattered about here and there that really want to be a part of that. But by and large, for the most part, the structures of the day don't want to get too close it's cost and reward it is you know they see the cost of what
1: he's and i'm using air quotes here has lost he's lost the prestige of the denomination he's not the keynote speaker right which by the way who cares wood hay and stubble it's all going to burn up it's it's worthless anyway and they and they don't sink their teeth into the reward yeah Brother Jeff's been serving now for 40 years. He's in a place now after that enduring the cost of seeing a split Mm. and a split and a split and then maligning him and his family. And now he's in a place now where the church, at his 40th anniversary, wanted to go above and beyond to honor the man of God. And they're going to continue to do it. And
0: vibrant and healthy and strong and unified and loving and encouraging so many guys never get to see that that's right because they're trying to this the fear of man they're trying to please some constituency out there rather than be true to the new testament yeah well thank the lord for brother jeff i'm so thankful for him i'm thankful that we were
1: able to send you to go do it uh our number one missionary was able to go down Mm. there and to be able to bless the man bless the church there and we're thankful for that you have any final thoughts on
0: this before we wrap it up Well, you know, my text was Isaiah 28, 1 through 13, and it's a text much quoted but very little understood. Mm. And obviously I don't have time to go through (laughs) it, but it's the text where Isaiah um, says precept upon precept, Mm. line upon Mm. line, Mm. here a little, there a little. Mm. That is not a compliment. Mm. It's a mocking condemnation of the drunkards of Ephraim against the prophet of God. They were basically making a charge to... Isaiah against him that, look, all you do is baby chatter and baby talk, and (laughs) you just teach basic rudimentary things over and over and over and over again. You give us a precept here. You give us a line here. You give us a little here and a little there. And they were mocking him like, hey, we're intelligent. We're scholars. We're learned. Mm. And here you are, this ignorant prophet out here. (laughs) Mm. But it was Isaiah's faithfulness. To exposit the word, Mm. precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Mm. And I just want to say that true abiding works of God are built that way. A little here and a little there, a precept here, a precept there, over years and years and years and years of faithfulness. Mm. And like the drunkards of Ephraim, the drunkards of our current day just don't have the stomach for expository ministry. They're Mm -hmm. always looking for the latest new thing. Mm -hmm. And God warned that because of that, they were going to be going into Assyrian captivity. Mm -hmm. And the language of the Assyrians is Akkadian. Mm -hmm. And in captivity, God said at the last, verse 13 down there, when you get there, it's going to be precept upon precept, mm. line upon line, Yeah, here a little, there a little. Because it's a Semitic language, oh, you'll be able to pick up on a phrase here, mm-hmm. precept, mm-hmm. a line here. Mm. You'll get a little bit here and a little bit there, but you won't fully understand what your captors mm. are saying. And it's as if the Lord is saying, oh, you don't want my expository preacher, you don't want precept upon precept, line upon line? That's fine. I'll send you into the Akkadian Assyrian captivity, mm. but I'm going to speak to you precept and upon precept there, except it's not going to be loving. It's going to be, you're going to be slaves. Judgment. And how many people, brother, through 40 years of Brother Jeff's ministry, jumped ship? Yep. They didn't want to endure precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little, and they've join the Akkadian Baptist Church down the road, and they're in Assyrian bondage and don't even know it, mm. and they just get a little piece here, a little bright thought there, a little refrigerator magnet saying there, and, and they've just got little bits and pieces and a whole lot of nothing. Nothing. But the way that God builds his church, brother, is precept upon precept, line upon line, here little, there little, over a long, long time, and that's why we need brothers to go to churches, mm-hmm. preach the Word, and stay, mm-hmm. and dedicate their lives to being married to that congregation, much like you'd be married to your wife, yeah. through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, and see that church over time conformed and reformed into a biblically healthy church. That's what Pastor Jeff has done. Mm-hmm. He's not a perfect man like I am. Mm like I'm not, Mm -hmm. but I love him, and he's my friend, Mm -hmm. and he's done a great job of shepherding his church so far, and his race is not finished, which is why I thank God he's taken this break Mm -hmm. and that he's going to come back refueled and revived for the days ahead. Yep, He's always
1: said that true church growth is healthy church growth, which is exactly what you just explained. My prayer, I guess, would be, too, that from this point on, too, obviously the nature of his ministry changes a bit in that he he is a little older now. Yeah. Uh, he's got more miles on him now, and so, they, like you said, they need to uh,
0: minister to him accordingly to that. So. Well, and he's got a staff that's matured with him, yeah. and, and brother, yeah. his staff is as good as any I've seen. Yeah, they are. And he can be gone that long, and the church won't miss a beat that's right. because he's got solid brothers that are going to fill the pulpit and do the daily ministry. and. And, um, you know, he can take this time and rest and, and heal and be revived. Well, praise the
1: Lord. Well, thank you for that, brother. I Amen. appreciate that. And uh, for all of you guys listening, again, if you guys have any questions for us that you'd like to maybe hear answered on the podcast or just any general questions at all about uh, life and ministry, uh, please send me an email at brojo at smbconline.com. We love you guys so much.
0: Thank you for listening to the Faithful Expositor. For more information on Brother John O's ministry, go to our church website, smbconline.com, and follow him on Twitter at John Sims.